Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. And we'd like to welcome everybody back to the Football's Family Podcast. And I've got a special guest, and he'll introduce himself in just a second. Uh, but I have a platform here as as a podcaster and as Football's Family. And y'all know my situation with mental health, and we're, we'll talk a little bit more about it. So I'm going to take advantage of, of the time I got. And this guy right here uh, is is uh, what I would consider. I w- he wouldn't say this, but I would. He's an expert in this. He knows how to listen. And that's the best part about it. Uh, if you find a guy like this that can listen, uh, you you found a gem. So would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Kevin Crispin. Um, I am the host of the Sad Times podcast. Now, uh, those very kind things that Jeremy just said, I wasn't listening, but um, just kidding. Uh, so, uh, I host the sad times podcast, uh, but Jeremy, I believe that you and I at least first knew of each other on the internet from the hysteria 51 podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I was hearing you, you've been on several times, uh, mm-hmm. and I heard you mention something about a Chicago Cubs fan or your, or your grandfather being a Chicago Cubs fan. So My I mother. Said, Grandmother, grandmother. Yes. Okay, and I yes, sent sir. you something uh, from the Cubs, and I sent you a a CD, an an album, as I would call it, from Loretta Lynn, who who when she was alive lived just right across the road from me. And then you uh, saw the Tennessee flag that I gave Brent, and I think mm-hmm. you called us Tennessobians. <laughs> that sounds about I, right. And then I, I came that. and joined you for a couple of years. I lived down there in Tennessee. Yeah, it's it's uh, humid here. How is it up in in the great state of Illinois? Uh, it's humid as well, just not as. Um, I was actually, <clears throat> I uh, the pandemic turned me into a runner uh, because, as we'll get into, you know, I I have struggles with anxiety and such, and uh, I I need to do cardio, but I didn't like to run because it hurt my knees. But then all the gyms closed. So I was like, well, I guess this is what I got, right? So when I moved down to Franklin, I still remember my first run, and it was so miserable. It was uh, July 5th. Why would you do Uh, that to yourself? The running? (laughs) On July 5th in Franklin. (laughs) Oh, I I had a thing at that time. um, You know, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, so I, I make these rules, and then I don't, I try not to break them. And at that time, it was every Sunday I ran, and that was my first Sunday in Franklin. So uh, I went on like a six, I think it was only six miles and um, oh my God, it was horrible. And there are hills there where there are not many hills up here. And it was just a, it was an onslaught of the senses, man. It was too much. Middle Tennessee. I grew up in the middle Tennessee area and I'll tell you what, we have hills for days. That is the truth, my friend. Well, that is the truth. I want to get to this because you you have a service that I was fortunate enough to be on uh, a couple months ago. Sad times. Uh, one thing that I like about you, Kevin, as a person, but also the the podcast is you are real, and I think that's something we as as a society have forgotten. We like fake. 
mm-hmm. put on the smiley face, uh, put on the happy face. Uh, if something is wrong, you just cover it up. And I think that is the worst thing that you could possibly do, especially for things like mental health. I, I agree with that. And and I think um, <clears throat> I think we as human beings like to overcorrect that that is as much in human nature as as, say, envy and, and all the other vices and virtues, et cetera. Um, and I think that sometimes people will in their mind say, I need to change my narrative. Right. And I need to think positively. That's all great. But then all of a sudden, my fear when I'm speaking is I don't want my narrative change to lead to a falseness. And so sometimes I kind of uh, do myself a disservice because then I'm like, well, I better stay negative all the time because that's how I'm feeling. Right. So it's a delicate balance. And and I think that, you know, fake it till you make it in some senses works. Smile. So the world what is it? Um, so the world wonders what you're doing or whatever. It's hard for me to fake those things because I generally, if I'm feeling down, it is a very deep core thing that I cannot seem to shake at that moment. Um, now, I've, I've had 32 years plus of therapy, and I have tools that help me get out of these funks. But, <clears throat> excuse me, often it, it's kind of take, take what you get from me. And I, and I very try very hard not to allow my negative feelings to, to um, reproduce into unkindness towards others. Because that, that is also something that can be very easy to do. So I try to stay away from that as well. You're not a therapist in the no, sir. sense. No, sir. But you, we were talking about this earlier. And, and if y'all, if y'all have listened to this, you know that I'm a preacher. I'm, I'm a minister. I do what this for, I'm not trained, but I'm, I'm get currently uh, almost halfway through with a master's degree with emphasis on counseling. So I want to do this more uh, awful language coming up. I hope they're not listening more better. <laughs> I want to do it a lot better than what I had before. Uh, but in your sense, you're not a counselor. You're not, you're not trained in that, but you have, and, and I'll say this, I'll tell you, tell anybody this, you have an ability to not only listen, but respond in a way to guide people to a, to a better result. And I, that's something that is a gift for you. Um, the ones I've heard, and I think I've listened to every one of you. I don't think I've listened to the newest one that you had that you put out. I haven't listened to that yet, um, but I've listened to the previous ones, and and some of them I listened to two or three times. You have an ability that I I hate the word envy, but I do. Uh, you you're real number one, but number two, you're you're also very empathetic, and that is a, a category. What are some of the things about? Uh, sad times that that you want to gain from that you want to help people to get yeah well first off thank you for saying all of those kind things i I really really appreciate that um sad times i'll give you a little origin story um sad times was basically born out of a one-man show i did about six years ago that was basically i had this idea that was you know what would be funny is if i did a show where i just talked to the audience about all these crazy things i've been afraid of and it evolved into something else. And a friend of mine came to me and wanted me to do some content for him, basically to do my show again. I said, I don't really want to do that again. So I got the idea that, you know what, we don't 
do, a lot of us, certainly not in everyday life. A lot of us don't talk about the difficult times in our lives. Sure, we talk with our friends and family about it, but it's not it's not something that is even seen as something that should be broached, even though it is something that is universal to all of us. So the goal of Sad Times, <clears throat> excuse me, is each week we have a guest, uh, once again, which you were on a couple months ago, uh, a very, very, very powerful episode. And the guest comes on and they talk about times they were sad, upset, angry, uh, all the times that they've gone through difficult times in their life. And the goal here is for them to tell their story. And we're not trying to diagnose it. We're not trying to solve any problems. And we're not going to fix it. Don't, it's to let the story be told so that people who are listening at home maybe feel less alone or they think, oh, my goodness, I have never thought I thought I was the only one who thought that, or I thought I was the only one who had that experience, or, oh my gosh, it's so refreshing to hear that somebody else has had that experience. When I was a kid and, and dealt with racing thoughts and, and terrible anxiety, it it was such a salve to me when I found out I was not the only one yeah. who had that, because it was so isolating. And when you're anxious, and I, I say the royal you, if that's even a term, when, when a person is anxious, the last thing you want to be is isolated because it, 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 it only further makes – or excuse me, it only makes it worse. <clears throat> well, I, I was looking up on my phone there. Uh, I, I'm sure you've heard. If you haven't, I'll send you the link. Uh, the Symptom of Being Human by Shinedown. I don't believe I have, actually. Uh, Kevin, I will send it to you, and you're going to – the first time I heard it, it took about two or three plays before it hit me. Okay. You, I'll send it to you. The uh, last, and I, and I'll give you back. My son committed suicide last May. It's been over a year. And when, before, before that, Kevin, and, and I talked to you about this, I was not able to relate to people with loss. My closest person that I had was a grandfather that was close to me. I loved him. He wasn't my biological, but he was a grandfather regardless. Mm-hmm. That was the closest. So when somebody lost a child, and I've dealt with children, I've dealt with parents, I've dealt with spouses, I was there, but I could not relate. Then that song, Symptom of Being Human, it talks about that you're at, you're basically somewhere, and, and everybody you know is there too. And you think, well, how in the world? I thought I was the only one to do this. I thought I was the only one to have this problem. And most people, like I grew up in the 80s, we were told that you don't, if I talked about depression, it was, you know, we just overlook it or, or it's, it's not real. And I've been dealing with depression for 31 years now. I can remember starting about 13 years old. Uh, it is real. There was another song I'll send you this, but it's called a group by five finger death punch of all things. Preacher, listen to that. It was fantastic. It's a song that says, he says, I, I, I read every book from, from front to back, I took one in the morning and one at night. And you think, well, that'll solve it. You know, you take your medicine, you solve it. It doesn't. It just covers it up. And until you come to the realization that this is real and you're not alone, it's it's never going to improve. It's just not. That's a, that's a very well said. And, you know, <clears throat> and it's it, the medication. I take medication. I've taken medication for 23 years. Um, and it's not just the medication, right? For me, it's, it's been years and years of work in therapy. Um, having, I, I call myself the, the guy, the, the kid who perpetually touches the stove, 
I'm just like, ow, ow. And somebody goes, Kevin, that's going to be hot. I'm like, yeah, but maybe not. Ow. That's the only way I learn. And I think it's the only way a lot of us learn is by consequence. And I also had to learn through therapy, like, you got to do the work. At least I did. I had to do the work. Uh, and I'm continuing to do the work uh, as much as I can. And so it is a real thing. And it is a very prevalent thing, unfortunately. Mental health is a very prevalent thing. And they say, oh, we as a country are having a conversation about mental health. But are we? I don't know that we are. Not in the way that I feel a conversation is to be had, because it seems to me surface level. And then when you talk about things like what you just said, hey, I've been depressed. I've been dealing with depression for 31 years. Hey, uh, you know, these songs, isn't art the best? Art you hear is something, best. it's the best. It's what separates everything. You hear something, you're like, that, that's it. That's it right there. And I think more people to say things like you just did about, I've been dealing with this for 31 years. I'm now taking it. I'm halfway to a master's in counseling. While you've already probably done so much great work counseling at, in your role as a minister, is that's what I call a conversation on mental health. It's It's got... And here's here's the thing, Kevin. It, starting this, and I sent you that link. Hopefully, it'll come through. Um, starting it was a hard conversation, and I'll and I'll tell you the first time I got up, and 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 I'll just be honest with you. And I've told you this, Kevin. I was suicidal when I was thirty-two. Now I was before that, but I realized it, and I had attended, of all things, a Celtic Woman concert in Nashville. And they did a song, You Lift Me Up. It was a Josh Groban song, but they did a version of it. Celtic woman could do no wrong. Just just no wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I started to feel it. So I got up in the pulpit and I bared it. I said, guys, I'll be honest with you. I, I was suicidal. If it wasn't for the fact of my family, my wife, my, my kids, it would have been over for me. Uh, they didn't know how to handle that. Because no one has, and I probably overstepped my bounds, but I had to do something mm. for me. And the response I got within a few minutes of the service being over was so positive that people started realizing it's more prevalent, like you're saying, than, you, than most people thought. You just can't overlook it. And the main thing I want, and, and with sad time, I know you're doing this too. The main thing I want with this particular episode is that if you're struggling with these things, it's not going to get better on its own. It's just not. Right. It's going to be, it's, you're not something that is broken that needs to be fixed, but you are somebody that needs to be reminded not only of your worth, but how that you're still useful in this world. You are. That's 100%. And, and something that you said a couple times on the episode of Sad Times <clears throat> that you were on was uh, suicide is a uh, final, uh, sorry, long final solution for, no, not final solution. What is it? Fin uh, Long-term solution for a temporary problem? Right. I believe it's what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, that that's right. Because more often than not, actually not, anxiety, emotion, depression, it does pass. One of the hardest things to do is sit with it. We <laughs> want to fight it, fight it, fight it, because it feels it's the same thing as if I was sitting here as I am with you 
And I looked down on, on the floor in the apartment, or excuse me, kitchen in my apartment, and there was a poisonous snake. I'd be like, ah, right? Anxiety takes that same feeling, this, this thing to say, warning, you are in danger. And it just amplifies at times 100. And it's, it becomes so confusing. It's such a deceptive thing because you think this is real, this is real. And then when you're able to step away from the emotions or you're able to accept it, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that was just anxiety. That was a, a feeling. But that feeling is so powerful and connected to a survival instinct that we as humans have that it becomes so overwhelming. It, it is. We are made, and, and I believe in the designer. I believe we are designed to fear things that are, you know, like a snake. We have those here in Tennessee. They're called uh, mm-hmm. they're called demons. I call them demons. I don't want to be around them. Now, I'll yeah. play around with a black snake, but if it has a rattle at the end of it, I will not touch it. But anxiety could be, could go out of control. Anxiety is something uh, that my son had, my daughter is dealing with, that I've I've dealt with for years. Uh, I don't know which one is worse, to be honest. Depression, anxiety, I, I think they both just stink. I I I agree. I I have more, much more um, experience with anxiety. I think that I certainly deal with depressive bouts, but for me, it's it's the uh, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, and I, the anxiety has always been something I've dealt with. And it's it's just a there's no break from it, really. There isn't. Do you sleep at night? I am thankfully. For the most part, able to sleep. It it has been helpful that I've been training for a marathon, and that helps with the sleep because I've been running long distances, and that really helps clear the head. And then the, the body at night is like, oh, good. Um, uh, so, uh, when I was in high school, I had some issues sleeping. Like I was having very, I was having like panic attacks basically in bed. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and it was terrible, and it would, and I couldn't, I didn't have the words. To explain it to people, I remember calling my dad on the phone when I was having a panic attack. I didn't even call it that because I didn't know what it was. And he, you know, God bless him, he didn't know what it was either. And he didn't know how to handle it. Because at that time, you know, 20 some years ago, uh, it wasn't talked about. Like it's it now. I know I just said earlier, are we having a conversation on mental health? It's much more present than it, it was is. 25, 30 years ago, which is only positive, right? But that doesn't mean that people, if they don't hear other people talking about it, they might not have the language to describe it. A few months ago, I thought I was having a heart attack. Oh. I was like, I'm 43 at the time. I was like, my cholesterol is not that great, but I'm having a heart attack. So I go to the ER and they run tests. I'm like, sir, you're not having. This was the worst panic attack I've ever had. And Kevin, there was no reason for it. I mean, I was sitting there, I was playing, I, I think it was Red Dead Redemption. Mm. It was a video game. And I started thinking, my left arm hurts. That's not good. Uh, so if you're experiencing these things, yeah. I've heard people say, well, you need to go and and, and uh, walk outside. If you're in the middle of a panic attack, I don't know if any amount of walking is going to stop it. Uh Right. I, I tend to agree with that. And it's, I think, I tend to believe that a lot of all panic attacks are, it's almost like all panic attacks are a little bit different. Um, they have the same root cause, 
but I think everybody feels differently. So I, I try not to be prescriptive of other people when they're having a panic attack. The only thing that I try to do when people are having a panic attack around me is I'll start talking to them about other stuff. Like they'll be like, I'm worried about this, this, or this. And I'll be like, who's your favorite beetle? Yeah. I noticed and your then, beetles in the background there. Oh yes, sir. They they're with me everywhere I go right here, right in my heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you know, some people going outside might help, but some people, you know, that might make it worse, you know? So it, it's what allows you to get to a state of calm and acceptance. If you can overcome anxiety, I don't know how long it's, it's like you said, it's different for everybody, but if you can overcome anxiety, when you get through with it, it's like, my goodness, what was the problem? Exactly. So but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. If I may say, I get into, <laughs> then it becomes a problem because then I sit in judgment of myself in, in the harshest, starkest terms possible. And I won't use those terms here, uh, but uh, harsh, horrible terms that I say to myself. And I mean, almost on repeat for things as simple as, uh, oh, that was anxiety. Well, Kevin, you loser. Why didn't you figure it out then? What is wrong with you? God, you got to do better next time. But you're never going to do anything right, all that stuff, right? And then you get into that. So it's it's something I say at the end of every Sad Times episode is there's always room for kindness and grace, even within yourself. And I forget it every day, as I say in Sad Times, and I've been forgetting it a lot lately. But it's it remains true that there is always room for kindness and grace. And if we can remember that for ourselves then we can be kind to others. It, it, it sets us up for success to be kinder to others. You, you not only, and I, I tell people this, that like being polite, there's no penalty for it. So in kindness and grace is the same thing. Right. Sad times. Um, I'm not wrapping it up, but I do want to tell you, uh, do want this. How can they get a hold of sad times? How can they find you? Sure. Uh, well, sad times. You can get it wherever podcasts are found. Um, and also it is, uh, we have a website. It's pretty easy to remember. It's www.sadtimespodcast.com. So sadtimespodcast.com. If you search sad times on Facebook, you'll find us. We have the white, uh, excuse me, the black logo with a white. It's got like a white round face. One eye is a heart. One eye is an X. And then the mouth says happy with a line through it. Uh, a good friend of mine made that logo, and it's 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 really great. And you can find us there. The good news about SadTimesPodcast.com is if you want to come on and tell your story, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can come on as a guest. There's a form you can fill out, and then I'll contact you. The first and main rule of Sad Times is that the guest decides 100% about what we speak about. It's not like they come on and I'm like, hey, tell me about what's awful with you. You, the guest, will know what we're going to speak about before. There's an outline so that you feel comfortable because you are being vulnerable and generous with your time. And we want to make sure that you feel as safe as possible. There's another thing that we have on the website called Sad Stories, which is a way to anonymously uh, write out a story that maybe you don't feel comfortable coming on a pack, uh, podcast, which, of course, not everybody does. That way you can have the catharsis of even just typing it out and then it will get read on an episode. You, uh, and I think he has this structure for me. I like the free flow because it, it just it helps with my crazy thoughts here. Uh, what I liked about when I came on is you allowed the free flow. You saw where it was going and you let it go. Um, 
but you allowed me to explore some things that I really haven't dealt with in the year plus since Connor died. Um, it was guilt that you allowed me to explore because he came up to my wife and me, uh, Katie, here's their name and said that he was thinking of suicide. And we, we did the best we could, Kevin, we did the best we could. We took him places. We, he was supposed to be on medicine, which would have helped, but it wouldn't may not have stopped anything. He was going to counseling. Um, and I had guilt that it was my gun. I have a carry permit. It was always in my truck. I don't lock my truck. My truck is in the front is in the driveway. Um, and I was at home that day because I had a migraine. It was raining and I get migraines and I was at home and I could have stopped him. And I had guilt that it was my fault, but now I realize if it wasn't in May, it would have been in June. You never know these things. You helped me explore that guilt. And I don't know if it came across on the episode, but in my life, reminiscing on it you helped me explore that guilt i don't feel that guilt anymore i'm uh and and i and i cause in your part you you and my my therapist ryan i i I hold you to 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 be part of that solution and that's very i'm very thankful for that but uh the one thing i like about sad times is uh when the people are honest and i imagine it takes a long time to get people honest about things and I'm not saying they're lying, but they don't always divulge everything until they get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You allow them to do that, and you give them a non-judgmental place to do that. That's what I appreciate about sad times, and that's why I bought the shirt. I will, whenever that comes in, I will be advertising sad times, yeah, uh, like I've advertised the Football's Family podcast, which has a T-shirt as well. And and, and where can I buy that, sir? You can go to sportshistorynetwork.com and then you can go to merchandise. We also oh, right. have let's see if I have it here. Okay. I don't have it either. But we also have <laughs> a, a uh, coffee cup uh, mug as well. So yeah. That's that's funny because I'm planning on having some coffee tomorrow morning. Well, you can uh, you can do it in a fancy looking football's family pod <laughs> coffee mug. Right. Sportshistorynetwork.com. Um, you say, or and then merchandise.com. Yeah, you'll see it. Okay. All right. Um, but it's but this one of the things, and, and yes, there's commercialism as we're doing this, but that's okay. This is the American way. Darn right. Yeah. You, uh, like I said, though, Kevin, and, and I encourage you to go to, to uh, Hysteria 51 is great. He's on there several times, but sad times, because not only does mental health matter, but your relationship with your with yourself like you're saying matters yeah and that's something that's somewhat new to me that the idea that you should treat yourself better uh it, it you know a lot of people people are like yeah duh well maybe not even a lot people are like yeah duh i i never i was always like yeah 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 well i don't deserve that and uh, i'll try to be nice to other people but really you're not going to be the best version of yourself i'm finding uh, at least in my experience, until you're at least giving yourself a lit, just a little bit of a break. Just now a he got up right into the camera and a little right bit. There. there he is again. Just a little. Uh, you know, our, Jesus said you have to love your neighbor as yourself. But in order to love your neighbor, you got to love yourself. Right. That doesn't mean arrogance. That means appreciation, appreciating who you are. 
don't don't let your brain or your heart tell you you're not worth it. You are. You are. You. If you hear what Kevin hears, or if you saw what I saw in May and what I've seen throughout my life, you you will know that there are people out there that need help. You may not be the one that can help them. Kevin and I are not counselors. We're not trained counselors. We're not certified, but we can be there to listen. You may not be the one that can listen, but you can give people help, encourage people to seek help. Every life is special, Kevin. You agree with that? Every life is special. I, I do. Yes. So we got about, mm, let's go about five more minutes. Kevin, is there sure. something that you can leave us with tonight that will not only, again, it's sad times, sadtimespod.com. Uh, uh, sadtimespodcast.com. That's right. Mm-hmm. Is there something um, that you can leave us with right now that will not only Again, you saw, you see here what type of man Kevin Crispin is. This is the reason why I, I consider him a friend and my brother. Um, and and I don't say that lightly. But can you leave us with something that will not only hit us hard but will help us? Uh, I'll say two things that that really resonate with me, Jeremy. One, you are also my friend, and you and I. I love that we text, and we don't always text about sad stuff. We were no. texting about Mission Impossible, James Bond. Yeah. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones, and we were texting about how we were both crying at the new Indiana Jones movie. So yeah. good, so it, good. Yeah, I loved it, man. I I, I saw I, it twice. I really enjoyed. It. Yeah, all the haters can go away. It was great. It, it well, it was certainly better than the fourth one. That's for sure. Well, that's, that's not saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the two things I think. I think um, a number of years ago, I I kind of had. And I don't know if this is true. No, it's probably true. The only thing that could possibly make sense when 100% of the time in the, in the world is kindness. Yes. If you think about any situation, the only situation I can think of where it might not make sense is if you're a mother protecting your young from some sort of something trying to hurt your child. Okay. But even then it could work. I think kindness makes sense 100% of the time. The other thing that is important, we talked about art earlier. I, and you'll hear this if you hear it on sad times, uh, I make a lot of self-deprecating jokes and all this stuff. And I think humor is, you know, laughter, quote, laughter is the best medicine. Well, there, there's a reason there's that saying. I turn to humor and I have a sometimes very dry, dark sense of humor because that's how I've learned to deal with a lot of the trauma and pain in my life. And it not only does it help me heal, it also helps me take myself a little bit uh, less seriously. And I said at the beginning of my one man show, I said, listen, if you want to laugh, laugh. I've spent 34 uh, at that time, 34 years of my life taking myself pretty seriously. I could use a little levity and humor helps me see things in perspective. And it helps me understand that maybe I shouldn't take myself so seriously. So I, I, I humor and kindness are, are engines of my world that I try, I try to always come back to those two things and I fail sometimes. And that's where the kindness and grace for oneself comes into play. We'll close with this kindness and grace guys, kindness, and grace, uh, Kevin, there's another song and, and I'll send you this link too. 
a group that I'm trying to get on, uh, trying to get on the podcast. Don't think it's going to happen. Jars of Clay, you, you remember them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had an album, which I think is about just about perfect called the 11th hour. Okay. And it's called, uh, there's a song, I believe it's called disappear. Okay. And it's the person sees it. The person's looking at another person. The singer's looking at another person and that person's putting on a show and everybody's wowed by them. And he said, I really want to know what's going inside you. And I think if you can be real and allow people to see you, you're, you're not going to scare people. Off. You might scare a couple of people off, but if people can see the real you, they're going to respect you and love you even more. And that means all the scars, scars come from living. You get, Scars. If you can just show people who you really are, not only will people you'll find who your true family is. You, it, you and me. I showed you. You showed me. To me, that 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 just bonds us right there, buddy. Uh, but it also helps us to see that we're not alone in this. Kevin, can you end this show in a couple minutes, like you end yours? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll, I will do that. Um, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak as though you have. Although I've been lucky enough to be your guest, I'm going to say a few things to you. Thank you for taking your struggles of the past 31 years, your very acute struggles of the past, you know, over a year and taking them as an opportunity to improve and help others. That is commendable beyond all measure and that you are having this conversation on your your podcast is 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 I just am so thankful that you are doing this and you're taking this and you're you're on your way to becoming a certified counselor. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me on. Um, go Bears! If I have to choose a football team, that's it's the Bears. But really, it's baseball season, so let's just focus on the Cubs, baby. Titans um, kick off Saturday. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. Now <laughs> I I will say this. I've been to one professional football game in my life, and it was a Titans game. Good. Yeah, yeah. And they won, I think. Yes, they won. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I know it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll end this the way that I end sad times, and it's that there is always room for kindness and grace, even within yourself. And I freely admit that I forget it multiple, multiple times a day. And I have to forgive myself for that and I have to try harder or try again. And if I fail, I fail, but I will try again and sometimes I'll get it. There's always room for kindness and grace, no matter the situation. Perfectly said, Kevin. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Thank you. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well... 
to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.